This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show. Potluck Show. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show, episode 13. This is your host, Dave, hanging out here with Riel and our guests. How you doing, Riel? I'm doing good. Welcome, all listeners. How you Come doing? Back. Yeah, thank you for listening. If you haven't listened to our podcast, please um, join us uh, on SoundCloud. Check it out. This is episode 13. Um, again, we got a cool guest. We got a couple of guests here um, doing cool things in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, but let's just... Let's talk about what's on your mind real well we're episode 13 that goes so fast yeah it's been started great. back in november and every week we keep on inviting very exciting guests i mean always um excited to look forward to hearing all the stories and things that we can learn from our guests yeah that's that's very true we have um like you said since november and we've been consistently bringing pretty cool guests um and we've ranged from, you know, smoothies, restaurants, farmer's market, or gardeners, you know, growing, you know, doing cool things in Bridgeport, you know. And also Norwalk. We had a guest last week from Norwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you missed out. I missed out on that. I listened to it. You know. yeah, no, we, I, I wish I was there. I'll bring some of her hot sauce next time. I forgot yeah. it. It's pretty good hot sauce. Um, yeah, nothing. Um, again, uh, it's baseball season. I've been really busy. I feel like baseball is taking over my life. Uh, we had game almost every day this week. But um, no, my my daughter's having a blast. So that's that's uh that's what we've been up to. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Anything going on? Anything else? Well, my end uh, for love the kick snacks. I'm running a contest right now. It's ongoing on Instagram. So I partnered with one granola company, uh, Norris Kitchen Granola. They're all the way in the other other coast. They're from Portland, Oregon. Okay. So, oh, but Oregon. Okay. Yes, they're Oregon. So yeah, we're both from different sides yes. of the coast. So the country. So, um, yeah, but it's a good collaboration. I mean, we uh, we were matched up through a through an app like a, a a new startup matching different brands right so that's a good service that they do they match up you know wherever you are but if you have the same values or more or less complementary products they match right. you up and see how you can collaborate so this is our first collaboration so i'm excited about that's it cool. so check us out at instagram take a uh, real quick uh, explain the because you're doing a giveaway yeah giveaway go ahead and explain the rules and and, and where do they go well it's simple um you know on both our our instagram pages we we posted a picture and um that you know the rules about it but basically you just have to like and post it and tag three three of your friends and follow and follow right. yeah so those no. are the simple things then we'll pick at random and if you have if you're not aware of um our co-host here Riel, he's he's uh owner of love the cake snacks and it's like a i don't want to say trail mix it's more like a glazed s- spicy nuts yes okay glaze and spice nuts spice nuts thank you all right cool well i'm glad uh glad you joined us real tonight um so i brought in some sandwiches some pressed i got a cuban and a balboa now these sandwiches came from um the acoustic we have chef paul working out of there that kitchen um 
who owns B flat sandwiches. So this is our tradition. We share food first before right. we so, eat everything. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's a tradition here in this show to uh, um, break bread, and uh, we talk about you know we, we usually it's home cooked, but sometimes we don't have a chance and just pick up something on the way in, yeah. something local. Um, there's some napkins back there. Uh, we also. So the balboa is brisket sliced, sliced briskets with uh, provolone, um, and then the other one is a Cuban, which is you know uh, roast pork, braised pork with some ham. That that's what see that's the mustard. So that's the the Cuban. Oh, that's mustard. Okay. Yeah. So the Cuban is uh, pork shoulder and ham with uh, mustard. And then he presses it on like an opinion press type thing. So it looks like on a, is that a foot long bread? No, ciabatta bread? No, uh, it's probably just an Italian. Um, Italian bread, okay. So Acoustic is located on Fairfield Avenue. I, I don't have the address on, but they, they're, they're having a, a, an event tomorrow for Cinco de Mayo. They're gonna have a local uh, artist Rick Ray is performing. <clears throat> so what's your choice? One is two. You know, I'm gonna do one of each. One of each. You know, there's only three of us in here. Sorry, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds delicious. Thank you. So have you? You? I'm. I'm. It's probably a dumb question. Have you ever? Uh, had a Cuban before? Yeah, um, I can't remember what I know. I had one in the city, in New York City. They have Cafe Havana somewhere in the Lower East Side. So I know they're popular for uh, like street corn. Okay. But I know the Cuban sandwich was really good too. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think I've had. I'm pretty sure people would be upset for it. <laughs> like they heard me say this, but. I've had the Cuban at Miami. At Miami. And I was not, I was, I wasn't impressed. How about yourself? Yeah, I've had most of my Cubans in Miami, actually. Okay. And, yeah, I'll say the same thing, I wasn't all that impressed. Like, eh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm sorry, I was bit <laughs> We use the count dossiers. We, we use it, we... <laughs> right, now we missed Chef Raquel and... <laughs> usually that's a countdown for us. <laughs> I got three, two, one. Three, two, one. Go. This is the Balboa. Mm-hmm. So this is the brisket with the provolone. I don't know if there's any sauce in it, so just mayo. Have a little barbecue-ish. I like it how it's pressed. It may have some Dave's angry sauce in that already. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of heat in there. Right, so that little bite. So again, for our, our listeners, where can they find this one? Where can they buy it? The Acoustic Cafe in Bridgeport, um, Black Rock area. Mm-hmm. It's on Fairfield Avenue. Um, I don't have the address on me, but yeah, you could Google it up. Uh, you could um, find them on Instagram, 
and Chef Paul in the back in the kitchen, he runs the, it's called B-Flat Sandwiches. Oh. Also on Instagram, so. Right, right. Well, that's a big sandwich. Thanks more than for one person. You want this, so. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they, you know, what they're going for in there. Um, and it'll go good with this uh, Honey Spot Road. Thank you, uh, Raz for bringing this. So let's. Uh, <clears throat> so Raz brought us two roads um, beer from Two Roads Brewery in Sis Stratford. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yep. So it's a farmhouse ale. So the whole Connecticut beer. Yeah. We got a mix back in there. The okay. Rogue, Rogue one. So you got the. I got the honey, honey, honey spot. Yeah, IPA. IPA. Yeah, I was a little tired of IPA, so. Well, I heard that Two Roads expanded already. They expanded their... They have. Their, I think they're the biggest craft brewery in Connecticut. You know? Oh, really? Well, Two Roads brews beer for other breweries, too. Oh, interesting. So look at some of your favorite um, tall cans, uh-huh. and you'll see Stratford, Connecticut on the can. Hmm. Oh. So right. the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, what? That's in Stratford, too? Like, I didn't see that before. Right, right. <laughs> then I found out, like, in the companies, like, in Toronto or something like that, or Canada or whatever. And they bottle And I found out, like, oh, okay, they do bottling, and they do brewing here in Connecticut because it's cheaper uh-huh. right. to brew where it's at and then ship out versus making it there and then sending it over. Interesting. All right, that's good that's for our state. Cool yeah. Fact, yeah. So, yeah, just continue to uh, join, I mean, enjoy the sandwiches. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and start jumping into the next segment we're gonna introduce you to <clears throat> Raz and Lauren we have over the phone we have Lauren say hi Lauren hi how you doing good good I'm sad to be missing what sounds like a very delicious beer <laughs> and amazing sandwich moment um, unfortunately I'm a few states away but I'll have to step into the acoustic and try that out myself though you said you're in DC Yes, yeah, Northern Virginia. Hopefully it's a uh, vacation or pers- uh, leisure. Yeah, 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 uh, family. Um, my nephew is um, the male lead in a uh, musical, and we came to support him. Awesome, awesome, that's cool. Yeah. And our other what, guest, what? oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say our other guest uh, is Raz. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Awesome. I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, joining us um raz go real quick uh, introduce yourself tell them um who you are and what is it that you do well, my name is raz uh, everybody calls me raz um other folks know me as razul <clears throat> and i do a whole bunch of stuff but in this particular um place and time i am the marketing coordinator for the bridgeport farmers market collaborative and we oversee about six uh, farmers okay. markets, seven farmers markets throughout the city of Bridgeport. Nice, nice. Well, we'll talk about real briefly what is because uh, clearly you're, you know you're in the marketing. Where did that background come from? Like, because I know you have a couple of other things going on. Uh, came out of necessity. Um, we I've been involved in event planning for quite a long time, and I as it started growing throughout my career, uh, the need for graphic design became more and more and more and more frequent. And it was much more expensive waiting for a printer or waiting for a designer to make your flyers, especially if you need five or six different variations of something Mm -hmm. 
or if you have four or five events going out during the week and it's eventually like, hey, I need to learn how to do this stuff. Right. So I started using that, discovering social media along the way uh, in the early days of MySpace and Facebook and, and Instagram and all this stuff like that. And it turned into uh, a necessary tool for any of our marketing and um, advertising for any of the events that we were working in. And then naturally, again, eventually started the porting out those services uh, for different groups, organizations, and companies as well, too. And I've uh, taken my talents now over to the farmer's market to assist with uh, marketing and outreach for them. That's awesome. So now, how did that happen? How did that, because were they already running their own farmer's market? Uh... Yeah, the collab has been in existence for a few years now, but this is the first time they've had a marketing director. Usually it was kind of handled internally as a group. But, um, you know, having an actual marketing coordinator come in and uh, coordinate and design and and, and, and lead uh, an actual marketing campaign for the farmer's market. This is last year was the first year, so this is year two we're going into, um, you know, having a marketing coordinator. How about you, Lauren? How, how long, how did that, how did you get involved in with the downtown? Farm? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in the area in Fairfield County and um, moved away for a few years and uh, spent about 10 of those few years in New York City uh, working with um, community organizations that were focused on entrepreneurship and um, revitalizing downtown areas and um, you know decided about two years ago it was time to move back home and um, just the, the stars aligned and I ended up uh, back in Bridgeport doing exactly what I knew and loved um, doing and I joined the downtown special services district uh, in January of 2018 wow um, and there uh, the organization had run the downtown farmers market for a number of years uh, when I showed up that's where I got to meet amazing people like Roz and Raquel and and then Dave, of course, um, over the season. And um, I was really excited by the way that, because I've been to, you know, my fair share of farmer's markets before, um, but I was really excited by the way that the downtown farmer's market combines definitely fruits and vegetables and access to fresh fruits and vegetables in an area that is, um, does doesn't actually have any you know, grocery store market um, for residents uh, with art and music and fun. You know, it's not just your transactional, like show up for 20 minutes and get out. It's, we, it's, we try to make it a fun and inviting atmosphere where you're having a good time, see your friends and enjoy your lunch and by the way, get your fresh fruits and vegetables. And um, Roz is certainly the marketing coordinator uh, for the collaborative and has helped to get the word out about the market. But he was also our music talent booker last mm. summer. Um, so we're and, and definitely set the tone for how fun and exciting the market was. And we're looking forward to doing that again this year. That's awesome. Yeah, so I myself, I, I've been to mm-hmm. the downtown. You know, I've had a stand there with Raquel uh, selling the hot sauce. As, along with um, as, as well as um, the Black Rock Farmers Market, right. um, <clears throat> and that, yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the live music and you know even the the gentleman that that paints out there, you know, just watching him, you know, 
come up with his uh his art it's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah this year we're going to try and do more workshops so not only will you be able to observe the artist creating whatever it is whether it's you know painting or screen printing shirts or making jewelry or whatever whatever it is um we're going to make it more of an educational um setting so you can come learn how to screen print or learn how to uh do big big uh mural art or you know or as simple as creating a little bracelet something like that we'll make it more interactive this year now lauren uh you also are in charge of a few things uh, so you run the <laughs> dssd um yes so talk a little bit more of uh, your role sure so our role the downtown special services district is a um entity that is primarily funded by the property owners in downtown Bridgeport. They pay a little extra on top of their, on their property tax bill, and it gets directly reinvested in the district. And the services that the district receives um, include extra sanitation, um, public safety presence on the streets, and um, promotion of local businesses in the area. So clean, safe, promote, those are our, our three main areas of focus. And uh, we are a small, mighty team that does that. And we are successful through the fantastic partners that we work with, like the Farmers Market Collaborative and I Love Bridgeport um, and many others. So awesome. we're, yeah. we're very lucky. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, Raz, now this year we have an, is it a new, um, is it Nourish? Yeah, so, <clears throat> so there's a new farmer's market that's popped into the rotation this year, and that's the Stratfield Saturday Market. Uh, it's going to take place on Saturdays at Stratfield Park on the corner of North Ave and Brooklawn. Okay. And that'll be between the hours of 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. as well, and that's managed by, um, by Nourish. Uh, as well too okay well wh while we're at it why don't you go ahead and, and, and name all the okay. not a problem <laughs> <laughs> so uh our first market of the week actually is the saint vincent's market and that takes place at saint vincent's market that's market hospital not a market uh on tuesdays uh between noon and uh 3 p.m i believe it is and then their next market is the south end market uh, which is on every Wednesday. It starts on June 19th. And that'll be from 3.30 to 6.30. Uh, then we have our... Well, I have my other notes here. In order. Uh, and then we have our downtown market, which is on uh, Thursdays. And it'll be kicking off on July 11th from 10.30 p.m. a.m. Excuse me, not p.m. 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day one we day can we'll dream a of a night market. market. A night market, yes. right? Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> uh, then we have the East Side Market that's going to be on Wednesdays, and that'll be the same place, 752 East Main Street at the old, old Health Department on the East Side. And that's to kick off on July 10th, and that'll be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then we have our Reservoir Market, also the home of uh, GVI, uh, GVI's Farming, and that's a two-day market that's on Thursdays and Saturdays, Thursdays being 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., and that kicks off June 27th, and then on Saturdays, uh, June 29th, and that'll be from 10.30 to 2 p.m., 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, of course, Stratfield again, that'll be on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12, 
And then we have our East End Market. Tentatively, will be on Saturdays, twelve to four. Okay. Oh, you just mentioned. So there's a lot of market going on. It is. It is. So we're trying to satisfy multiple sides of town. There's actually ten districts in the side in the city of Bridgeport. So technically, there probably should be a few more farmers markets to handle the density. So it seems like it's growing because you're saying you're adding another it one. It is. It is. We lost one market. Black Rock Market had okay. to take a step back this year. Uh, unfortunately, okay. it's one of our, large, our our largest market in the city, and unfortunately, they had to take a step back this year uh, just to regroup. Uh, but I think in the next coming year or so, they will be rejoining um, the fold as well. So we'll have another additional farmers market back in the mix, and then hopefully, as we we spread uh, awareness for the farmers markets and to help empower local citizens to be able to manage and control um, and start farmers markets of their own. We'll have a few more popping up through the city too. So yeah, so this is growing. <clears throat> How many years have this been? The collaborative has been in, I believe it's been in running for about four years now. Four years, four years. So yeah. from that time until now, like how has that evolved? Uh, I think some of the players at the table now it has expanded. It was a much okay. smaller group uh, prior to this, and it's grown in its uh, its diversity uh, okay. as well too, and the interest from from locals in you know buying local Good. locally sourced uh, produce from in and around the state within the city as well. Uh, so interest in this with people's health concerns, um, economics, supporting local businesses, mm-hmm. and just becoming better connected as citizens, as a community and whatnot, uh, has definitely taken off and the interest is, is big now in focusing on local farming operations and opportunities to buy um, healthier produce. So in marketing this, like how much does education play a role? Um, like quite a bit. Quite a bit. So uh, at each of the markets, we uh, Raquel, which is you know one of your fellow hosts, yes. uh, she actually does a food demo uh, on the show with some of the residents or within those different farmers markets of how to prepare some of the, uh, the vegetables and sometimes fruits that are offered at those markets as well too. Because a lot of times we're introducing new fruits okay. or new vegetables to communities that may not necessarily uh, know how to cook uh, these particular things. So you know, part of that outreach is hey. Here's all the stuff that you're buying today, or some of the stuff that you're buying today, and here's different ways that you can cook and prepare. So you buy something and you learn something. Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. And then I think this year we'll be rolling out some recipe cards. Um, You know, in Raquel's absence, when she can't be at a market and be preparing, we can handle those out as well with some of the produce sold in the market to educate, um, you know, customers on how to prepare some of these foods. That's a huge deal, because you're walking around and... um, to be honest, a lot of this is new to a lot of uh, urban cities, you know, like mm-hmm. you walk up to, um, you, you're just used to what's convenient. You know, you go to the bodegas, you go to the supermarket. That's right. And, uh, but when you go to a farmer's market, you're going to see things. They're going to look different. They're going to taste different. And um, Raquel's demos, it's a huge deal because, you know, it, it does inspire people to try, you know, holy crap, like I didn't know you could do that with that. or yeah. it, And it would taste that good, you know, and. You know, I remember when she did a demo uh, with the hot sauce, she did a purgatory um, eggs, purgatory. Mm. Like, but the thing is, use, typically you use tomatoes for that, but she used tomatillo. And it's like, I was clueless. Like, I, that was pretty awesome that she had that twist, you know? And it, it inspired other people to, tr- you know, try that at home. And that's pretty cool. That's a big deal. Helps also helps the farmers. That's true. So that's a, most of the invaluable, I mean, intangibles that you will gonna get in farmers markets the interaction right. not just with the farmers or somebody like a chef who will be able to 
guide you like what to do with this right right so learn that, right so some of the guys who are yeah. some of the people are in at the downtown some of the uh, uh, sorry i just want to add one uh sure would i'll um get into a, who our favorite vendors are in one <laughs> sec if i could just um go back for a minute to talk about one of the big value adds for our market uh for downtown i would say that the collaborative provides is uh, the doubling of um, incentive programs. So uh, SNAP, senior checks, uh, and, and some years when we can get the funding organized, we are able to double the value of WIC dollars as well. And for us, um, that allows a, an expanded customer base um, for our farmers, but also it provides more accessible food for you know many people in in the bridge downtown bridgeport area um and so you know as the market manager for the downtown market i um frequently ask our vendors about how their sales are each week and you know for some of them for the farmers in particular it's like half of their sales for the week that we're able to offer this um you know food assistance doubling program um so that's tremendous it, tremendous that the collaborative is able to do the fundraising to find all the um the available programs to match those those funding and, and so people can stretch their their dollars um further it's, it's so important um and it pays for people like ross to you know work his magic and let the world know that these farmers markets exist and when to show up and and all that so i think they the collaborative provides a really valuable service, um, and if there are, you know, single farm stands out there in the Bridgeport area that would like to get some, you know, energy behind what they're doing, joining the collaborative is a really great way to make that happen. Look, look, yeah. But you asked me about vendors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the downtown market, and and Roz can certainly speak to this too, um, is. Uh, is a multi-vendor market. Uh, not all of the farmers markets in Bridgeport are uh, multiple vendors. So we have a mix of fresh fruit and vegetable, local, and lo by local meaning Connecticut-grown uh, produce. Um, at, in the downtown market, we have three to four farmers, depending on the week, um, selling fresh fruits and vegetables and, and spices and things. Um, and then we have some prepared food vendors, uh, jams, breads, uh, salads, pizza. <laughs> um, last year we had uh, Bryac from Black Rock that does um, seafood. They had a raw bar and chowder. Um, Chef Raquel offered salads each week made with uh, produce from the farmer's stands around her. So super fresh. Um, elegantly casual cuisine made uh everyone's favorite zucchini bread and uh homemade jams and then we had um park city pies and honey providing pies and honey <laughs> uh and some other stuff we had fortuna's catering um and so uh, just to pause on fortuna's catering and and a pinch of salt for a moment which is chef raquel um What's really exciting about those two vendor opportunities is that these are these are food businesses, thriving food businesses that don't have a brick and mortar storefront or restaurant, and they are able to um, get their 
get the word out and build a customer base by having a presence at places like farmers markets. So they're able to connect with future customers rather than just, you know, um, taking the sometimes unaffordable step of opening a restaurant and trying to run your business in a number of ways. Um, those two entrepreneurs in particular provide a good example of how you can um, grow your business in stages and, you know, do what makes sense for your business at the moment in time. Fortuna's used to have a storefront and they changed their approach and their direction and, and yet their business is, is thriving um, as it currently stands. And a pinch of salt, you know, maybe one day, but what um, what's wonderful about that is that Chef Raquel is able to showcase the products of her students and ha and help mm. them take a step in the direction. I was proud to um, see that the students, and Dave being one of them, that were uh, part of the market this year did really well and were able to test out their products. And we had another student of Chef Raquel's, um, our, our pizza vendor, um, be able to, to grow and, um, and, and sort of build out their customer base at the market. Um, and then we had some, I guess I would call them drop-in vendors <laughs> who weren't there, you know, consistently every single, every single week um, that offered a variety of different products. Um, so we had a, a flower vendor that offered fresh-cut flowers, um, Fido House, which is a plant business based in the Arcade Mall in downtown Bridgeport, offered um, like office and home plants and gardening um, paraphernalia. Uh, and then we had our um, live art demonstrations. Frequently, those, those artists would be also selling their work um, in the market. So you had a mix of, you know, different things. Um, I think uh, uh, this year we'll have some more sweet options. Uh, we had a lot of delicious, savory things to pick up at the market, but we uh, maybe missed out on the lunch dessert crowd. <laughs> so we're going to try and expand that um, this year. That will attract a lot more people. Yeah, absolutely. I guess. So I, I definitely want to touch on some of the things you mentioned, but I know Rio had a question. No, it's a question like for, for people. Uh, you mentioned something like double, doubling the money. The snap. Or the snap. So, yeah, yeah for... You guys want to talk oh, about? that yeah. we doubled. Right. So if you use um, any food assistance program um, and you come to the downtown farmer's market uh, and you swipe your card, we give you double that value in oh, a, right. Right. Um, right. To, to use to buy your fruits and vegetables. Right. That's so you would show up with your like EBT card uh, and swipe mm -hmm. and it's like mm -hmm. you're buying... Coupon. So your one dollar becomes two dollars worth, correct? Mm -hmm. Right, exactly, exactly, and and same for um, folks that receive through through uh, through, I think it's through Medicare um, senior checks. It goes through the Department of Health, the City of Bridgeport's Department of Health. Um, but yeah, that those get doubled as well, and oh, depending we on the year, if we can do the funding, it's um, other food assistance programs as well. Okay. And it, uh, as well as WIC, right? WIC, are, are they still doing? That one depends on if we get the funding or not. Yeah, um, federal funding. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. That's a little tight these days, though. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so we usually go through this kind of juggling act every, you know, every beginning yeah. of the market season of like, are we going to have the funding for this before we have mm. this? And yeah. So we never know exactly what we're going to have and stay in place. Yeah. So you're counting off, you know, federal right. funds to, to come in for a program and even with state funds as well sometimes. Right. So. Yeah, now, frankly. I don't know if it's uh, okay to mention this, but um, I saw a post today. You guys are hiring? We are. We are hiring for SNAP coordinator. Okay. Uh, right now so we have application well we have a, a description out on our okay. website and our social media uh, so anybody who is interested in that position uh, I th- I'm not sure what, I think we're looking at 20 hours a week Lauren yes it's well it fluctuates with the with the season because it's a ramp up um, as Roz mentioned all those dates like the markets don't all start the same week and they don't all end the same week um, so it's a bit of a it's a heavy period from I want to say you know, July to mid October, but you know, there's some slower times on either end, but about 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody that's interested in applying for that, please, by all means, drop an application in at the farmer's market collaborative. You can stop on our social media and submit there. You can go right to our website. Right. Cool. Yeah. And I would just reiterate for, for those that are interested, um, training will be provided so if you don't know what snap is and if you've never been to a farmer's market but you have a really engaging personality and if you're bilingual in a number of languages that you know are spoken in bridgeport then please apply we will we can train for the technical pieces now is this uh open because uh because i shout out to leslie leslie is now yes uh, the director we have a new director as well too cool um, I want to go back because uh, you mentioned a, a couple of uh, cool um, things. First of all, like like she mentioned, like bar- farmers market. Talk about how important, like, or maybe so. Uh, food insecurity is a um, is a long time. Uh, how can I put it? Issue in the city of Bridgeport, and specifically in certain sides of town. And having um, how can I put it? accessible access mm-hmm. uh, to fresh fruits and vegetables in these you know in these specific places that are considered food deserts uh, and whatnot has been you know it's been hit or miss it's been intermittent um, some of those communities have been able to rally around for years before that and you know guys used to go down south pick a bunch of vegetables and stuff and come back and sell it back to the community on certain days and then sometimes you know eventually that that stopped happening so in certain neighborhoods, you you know, you don't have a grocery store within, you know, three to four miles or five miles of a place. And then for the elderly, especially those that don't drive, um, you know, or those with disabilities as well that don't drive, that's a, that's a long trek, um, you know, through the summer, through the spring, and especially the fall and winter uh, to access places that offer, uh, you know, fresh produce and whatnot. Um, you know, so, so what, the, what the farmer's markets allow is a more convenient um, kind of a patch. It doesn't necessarily long-term solve because we only do this uh, partially throughout the year. It offers an opportunity for local residents that may have harder times to get to larger food, you know, food locations like Stop and Shops and Shop Rice and Sea Towns and food bazaars and whatnot uh, to access their fresh produce. But also offers offers an opportunity for local entrepreneurs, local farmers to get connected with community members. Um, and to get you know look keep the local economy going uh for food right. uh within the area as well you, you hear about social justice right equality mm-hmm. and all that and this is now you're starting to hear food justice you know because yeah. a lot of people 
live in the deserts or you know <clears throat> and this this collaborative is definitely working on, on bringing yeah. access to yeah. this good food uh, clean food yeah food insecurity contributes to um you know public health issues right. as well with uh, you know, high blood pressure diabetes uh and a variety of other uh, other uh, health concerns that happen to residents because they're limited to the choices uh of food that are provided by either corner stores bodegas and and, and whatnot and even those bodegas you know fulfill uh a significant portion of at least providing some kind of food right uh, to local folks, in the long term, it's not the it's not the long term solution for that to creating healthy, stronger uh, neighborhoods right. and healthier neighborhoods uh, right. as well. And, and trying to convince people about the benefits of having this, you know, farmers market and having a collaborative about this. What are the challenges or what are the hesitation of people that you heard so Probably far? Probably the number one this? thing is either one is is getting over the fear, fear because a lot okay. of people think this is for. Uh, you know, people that are rich, or or and, you know, be frankly, it's all okay. that's all that's why farmers markets are white people's things. Okay. But it's not, you know, because it's something that has been provided throughout a variety of different communities mm-hmm. uh, that have provided produce and access to produce to places that don't have access to it. Um, but probably one of the the larger uh, concerns, and Lauren addressed it earlier, is affordability. Affordability, okay. You know, because providing, uh, you know, free range anything. Um, uh, pesticide-free, organic. organic, local farm things doesn't often always end up on the affordable end. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a hurdle for people to buy produce there versus when they can go to say a price right, and they can get, you know, uh, twenty-four apples that are the size <laughs> of melons, probably. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, for like four dollars. Yeah. You know, versus going to a farmer's market where you're getting locally grown stuff that's 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 not pesticide, you know, filled that's going to be healthier for you in the in the long run. And, you know, it's like 15 bucks for like two pounds of apples. You know, so that's a that's a difficult uh, hurdle for people that are already uh, strapped by distance mm-hmm. uh, and then by income uh, as well, too. So, you know, encouraging some of those um Supplemental programs like SNAP and WIC uh, and whatnot has been helpful in getting people to access uh, healthier foods and then helping to increase their buying power uh, when they're at those markets as well, too. And then working with farmers uh, along with that long pricing and finding kind of a middle ground to where Mm -hmm. it's good for both the farmer and the customer uh, has been uh, part of some of the collaborative work as well, too. And I've had all good experience. They're all really nice and willing to answer questions. Okay. Really cool yeah, because like uh, my question is like the challenges. So my next question is, what are the wins, like the small victories that you're in doing this? Like what accomplishment or like? Uh, I think turnout and participation. Okay. From from locals, mm-hmm. um, to, to to see well, to experience the inquiries and the excitement right. every winter spring season and people are starting asking when's the farmer's market starting when's the farmer's market starting they got excited they got yeah excited. you know okay. so so mm-hmm. you know lauren has you know has, has worked wonders with the downtown market coming in as well too because i think it's probably seen some of his its highest success yeah you know with a combination of contributors to it as well uh we have quite a few senior centers that come by and bring bus loads or van wow. loads of people to come yeah. down to the markets right. and whatnot um you know so it's, it's been really that's probably the most excitement uh, mm-hmm. or, or achievements that we can see is that people are utilizing the markets. Uh, farmers feel more uh, receptive to wanting to return to the markets 
And, you know, that's how we mm-hmm. start knowing that we've been doing our job and that what we're doing, the work that we're doing has been successful because now people are finding, people are turning this kind of want into a need. Um, and they're looking for this thing to come back again. Right. And I think we want to, a turnout, I agree with that, is, you know, you always want to make sure you get as many people in and out of the market as possible to make it a viable um and profitable opportunity for the vendors, but also like an, an enjoyable experience for the customers. Otherwise, they're not going to come back. <laughs> so we we, uh, we try, like for us, the location's really important. We're in McLeavy Green. It has benches. It has tables. We put out additional tables and chairs. It has great shade cover. Um, and then we do the music uh, and the, you know, engaging um, arts activities. We we also have um, I forgot to mention <laughs> our wonderful chess master Gerald Moore, who um, with big and small chess sets in, uh, engages people in in play and and fun. Um, so I think you know continuing to offer an experience that um, want you make you make people want to come back and and uh, interact and bump and chat with their colleagues and friends and neighbors um is yeah. is always a challenge and uh feels like a victory when you when you see it happen each week you play chess real no i don't no. <laughs> checkers, checkers. <laughs> so, uh, gerald will teach you just come on down <laughs> i honestly haven't been there in the farmer's market in bridgeport so now that you're I hear very passionate people, two passionate people talking about it right now. Well, Dave also made two yeah. passionate people talking about it. So I'll yeah, check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, we're still looking for vendors if you're interested. So oh, okay. <laughs> put in, let me know. I'll send you, uh, send you all the info. Yes, maybe, yes, we'll could, maybe, maybe we could uh, collaborate and um, share our stand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. should. Like we're, we're, yeah. we're looking to, to ramp up the food entrepreneur uh, okay. wave that's happening in Bridgeport. There's quite a few uh, local entrepreneurs within the city of Bridgeport and the greater Bridgeport area as well, too. So anything that we can do to help bolster, uh, help okay. encourage, and to help expose more food entrepreneurs to the rest of the city uh, and start circulating those dollars amongst smaller businesses and growing those, yeah, that, that's... Yeah, talk about that, because I know like, um, <clears throat> Lauren mentioned, you know, for example, um, Fortuna's uh, catering business. I followed her for years. Beautiful pictures of her work, right? You know, yeah. and um, she was a guest here, by the way. Um, check out that episode; it's pretty cool. Um, and I got to meet her and her mother, or the the mom and daughter, at one of the farmers market, and got to taste some of their work. You know, yeah. and, and that, that talk about how important or how a tool the farmers market can be for those up and coming. Um, entrepreneurs startups well you know like like any any entity that can bring in a critical mass of people to expose to a particular thing or product and whatnot uh the farmers markets have been uh i think instrumental in exposing a lot of local food businesses and entrepreneurs uh to an audience that is looking for local products to purchase and i think being able to connect with the people that create the thing that you eat um, creates a deeper connection uh, between the customer and between the vendor uh, as well too where the point to the point where you can have you can be friends 
Uh, I kind of often use that with local artists versus buying older art. Um, I was like, listen, like I can't have a beer with Van Gogh, but I can totally have a, <laughs> in, you know, a beer with you know Jason Streeter or Liz Colacci or whatever right. the case is. You know, and the same thing or Will Corporal. Will Corporal. You know, and the in the same thing with local food entrepreneurs. Like, you know, I can I can I can taste Raquel's food and then I can text Raquel at the same <laughs> about her food. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. right afterwards or any of the other entrepreneurs and in, in businesses that are that are in, in on the vendor end, they're extremely grateful to 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 have people try their food because they're all passionate food people. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I think, you know, aside from the the economics of it as well, it's just the privilege of having people eat and enjoy. Uh, and make a connect- connection through their food uh, with them as well, and that is I can vouch for that. Um, I was like he mentioned, I was a student of Raquel mm-hmm. in one of her programs, and she challenged her students to come onto the you know offer her stand set up and and do like a market research type of you know thing and and put your product out there, have a survey. You're not selling, but you, you know you're giving out samples and you and you getting some questions some feedback and whether it was downtown or black rock i got the best they were asking questions they wanted mm-hmm. to know and in the fact that i was from bridgeport they were supportive they were they were cheering me on you know they wanted to see me come back and, and as a you know a running business mm-hmm. you know in the farmer's market or whether it's going to be in the stores and um yeah no they want to they want to see you succeed and I, I felt that on the market yeah. well you also make an amazing product like let's not forget that part <laughs> you know it's not like people are just being nice to you you have an amazing <laughs> line of really good hot sauce mm-hmm. let's just Thank be you. fair about that yeah <laughs> yeah people get to to ask questions of the the maker of the thing that they're about to eat they don't get to ask their usual companies like you know you don't get to ask um what is it uh what is it joe's what's the hot sauce that everybody uses frank's frank's hot sauce so you don't get to sit down and talk to frank yeah what what i got out (laughs) of that was i'm standing off to the side and um and i even had like a little girl uh, she was like nine years old and she's walking by the stand and um, she's looking at the products and my label, of course, my bearded face on the label. And, um, and she kind of looked over and she saw me from a distance. And she, she came running to me like, is that you on the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, it is. You know, it's, they're so ex- Everybody gets so yeah. like surprised that the man behind the household That's is true. standing right there with his product, you know. And I and I think doing that too helps take the mystery out of things as mm-hmm. well. Because I always use the excuse to myself like life is hard when you're stupid, and I use it all the time when I don't know stuff. And then I go either you know dig up the information, grab a book, go see it on YouTube, and then like oh, that's how you do that, right. you know. And then the same thing with seeing the people that are creating, um, you know, your consumables, and them walking you through the creation of their product, mm-hmm. and it's like wow okay now it's not this huge mystery anymore i i know how this thing is made that i'm about to eat now and i understand and i can appreciate it a lot more than it just kind of showing up on a grocery store shelf and it's just a thing that i go by and i have no idea how it gets there or how it's made but now i have a connection to the person that makes it and then the process that it goes through to be to be you know to become the finished product right and that's too. That's a strong marketing tool for vendors, for makers. It's like the word of mouth. 
once yeah. they talk to you they'll share it with their friends that I met this guy made the maker it's like this and, yeah. and so forth Absolutely. and I'll spread out like the validations right there yeah mm-hmm. right right you don't have to wait it's, it's all right there yeah it's really all about connections and that's you know that's that's, the thing that's something that's we're intrinsically linked to as human beings is just making connections with people with things with places um, you know and, and the farmers market allows a lot of those different connections um, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, that, on that kind of level. Now, Lauren, um, talk about, so if there is a, a entrepreneur listening right now and he mm-hmm. or she makes a product, um, what do they need before they can open up a stand or what can they prove? At, the, go ahead. <clears throat> at the farmer's market? Yes. Uh, well, so there's like actually a, a number of different ways to, to, get your product at like visible at the market um you you can reach out to infobridgeport hello at infobridgeport.com and ask for um the information about the downtown farmers market and um it's not an application but just an interest form so let us know a little bit about your business um and and just uh, applied or whatever submit your interest form to be a, a vendor um, and then there are other sort of co-tabling opportunities with um, existing vendors so pinch of salt offers uh, an educational program and and gives space to their her her students um, at the market um, most most entities working with food products need a something called a serve safe certification and a license through the Department of Health um, that you are, you know, safely preparing your foods. Um, But in terms of, you know, being a vendor at the farmer's market, that's one benefit, too, of of having our particular setup. We actually cover the costs of vending. So you don't pay anything Mm. to um, either the police or the police department or Department of Health for uh, the temporary vending licenses to be um, out in like public space. We cover all of that for our vendors, so it's nice. pretty low cost uh, barrier to entry in that regard. Um, as long as you have, you know, all of your certifications in place that you need to have to be serving food to people. <laughs> okay. um, now, is that yeah. across the board, uh, Roz, or everybody? Every um, market is different. Uh, as far as the process for vending, for vending, pretty much, yeah, it's, it's uh, it all runs through the health department and the police okay. department. Okay. Uh, so pretty much every food vendor, if you're serving food and anybody's consuming it, any market, all goes through the same process and checks and balances. Okay, well, that's good to know. Well, now, uh, now that's again because I remember I think like for example last year, mm-hmm. um, becoming a vendor for the Black Rock Farmers Market, there was a fee. Yep. So again, that's not doesn't apply to all the. Like for example, Lauren. No, I mean it depends on the market, and that's usually you know whoever the farm the the market masters and you know what their value is set at okay. having vendors or holding vendors into that space, uh, and to help subsidize some of the cost of producing the market uh, is how the cost is pretty much um, adjusted right. or valued and whatnot. So. Well, that by itself is a, a big help to the vendors. It is. Yeah, because yeah, it some some towns would have a higher fees and you know, yeah. 
just applying for that you're already down before you even start selling. yeah we we really yeah. try and, and and make it as simple and as, as possible or easy as possible uh for vendors to become food vendors and to enter into our markets um you know especially in a place like bridgeport um it's already difficult enough to to be an entrepreneur true uh and whatnot and you know there's no reason why the process has to beat you down uh, on the way there as well too so we do a lot of background work as well trying to smooth over paths with uh with, with the city and the health department officials and whatnot too just so it's streamlined they fully understand uh what these vendors are doing what they're offering and whatnot so it's not so much of a this is the first time i'm hearing about this thing i don't know what this is so no mm -hmm. uh which is oftentimes what you have if there's no real relationship between uh the the you know the, the the officials that are approving these things um you know in the in entities that are producing them as well question so blackrock market they're taking a little step back taking a little break will there be a harvest fest this year um i don't believe so um at least in that capacity from the blackrock market uh which doesn't mean there isn't room mm -hmm. for some other form of uh, a food celebration uh to happen in another place within the city as well so it's still up there for grabs we've got six or seven markets uh now within the city of bridgeport and it's definitely uh some readjusting and refocusing that we're talking about and adding a couple different accoutrements so to speak um to the market lineup you know lauren and i were hinting at the night market uh, yeah, that's one yeah. of those things as well too <laughs> Um, we're yeah, gonna so, make it happen, Rob. Yes, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. <laughs> you know, and then yeah, so there could be another harvest festival or food celebration uh, of that size or magnitude within the you know within our purview. You know, what was a lot of fun was the holiday, Lauren, the holiday festival. That was pretty cool. Yeah, the, the lighting, the tree. Mm. Oh, the holiday. Yes, the the city of Bridgeport organizes a holiday lighting in um, December every year, and um, this year they. I, just because I asked, let us add additional food vendors. Um, so it was a nice additional vending opportunity um, for for our friends at the farmers market. Absolutely, yeah, that was good. Um, we definitely need more, more to, to attract more foot traffic uh, towards where we're. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, that was good. Um, have you guys started? It wouldn't kick off. So, uh, first market kickoff is going to be June 22nd, or, yes, and that'll be the Stratfield market. Okay. So, that'll be the first, that'll be a brand new market, so that'll be its first time debut, mm -hmm. uh, for that market, and then all the markets after that will be kind of be staggered, uh, each week, uh, following, so you have the 22nd for Stratfield, 27th for Reservoir, uh, you have, uh, July 9th for St. V's, South End July 19th. Downtown July 11th, East Side, uh, July 10th, East End. We're still working on a launch date uh, for them as well. Okay. Yeah, so you can definitely log onto the website and I have a little bit more updated list. So of now, market times. Um, <clears throat> what do we have any scheduled events, big events, any anything coming up soon? Um, outside of the markets, uh, we've got Downtown Thursdays coming up, which actually we kind of. Uh, um, bump up right against with the downtown farmers market. Uh, we check is on a Thursday, right? which is on a Thursday right. as well too. So we kind of transition right into both of those things. We transition in, transition out between the two. So that's like a pretty big launch uh, that we have. There'll be the Bridgeport Arts Festival July twenty seventh. It's happening on McLevy Green too. So that'll involve quite a few food vendors. 
okay. uh, as well. So, that, so those are two really big events we have coming up. Um, Lauren, what else is on the calendar that's pretty sizable that I'm missing? I think the Jane's Walk is coming up on... We're going to do our... Uh, June 8th, we're going to do our um, second year of Jane's Walks, um, which is a neighborhood exploration, um, either a walk or a bike ride. Um, and it's inspired by the principles of community-driven design. So, you know, being an activist at your local level to determine and define the environment around you. Um, June, that's Saturday, June 8th. Um, and actually, if I could take a moment just to talk about Colorful Bridgeport a little bit, we are uh, next Wednesday, so May 8th, uh, kicking off a, a marketing campaign that will be uh, more than just more than just marketing, I guess. Um, we're, we're trying to create a more visible identity for downtown Bridgeport so that people really know like what they can find and how amazing and awesome all of the entrepreneurs and residents are in the downtown area. Um, so we'll be kicking that off on Wednesday, um, launching a new uh, website, social media campaign, also integrating public art and what we in the in the in the biz called streetscape projects so basically plants <laughs> plants and how you know how you uh activate your local parks um all toward this coordinated campaign that is intended to represent the colorful faces and backgrounds of people that intersect um and connect in downtown bridgeport so that we're excited for that um, coming out May 8th um, and then from that we're doing related events like the Jane's Walk and what we're calling Colorful Conversations which uh, details will come on those soon but basically opportunities to get together in the downtown area connect with folks um, and have a good time uh, in all that downtown has to offer um, and then we have uh, a, a funny sounding and also fun time event called Pachakacha Nights, uh, which are night story, basically storytelling with pictures, kind of like a TED talk, but really more picture driven. Um, so people get 20 pictures and 20 seconds per picture to tell a really interesting story about their life and eat all three of you need to do one <laughs> and anyone else who's interested. The next one is coming up um, on June 18th. And then we have a September date uh, that I think we're finalizing the date for the one in September and um, one in November, uh, the same weekend as the Bridgeport Art Trail, which is always the Veterans Day weekend. So those are some short term happenings and then longer further out on the calendar. Awesome. That was, yeah, that's awesome. A lot of things happening downtown and we need to get more. Uh... You know, we talked about it a lot with Kelvin as well. He mm -hmm. was on the show and mm -hmm. trying to get the locals, because locals to come downtown. Um, so a lot of information. Like, can you give us a where can people find all this information again? Uh, yeah, so you can stop by uh, the Bridgeport Farmers Market uh, Facebook uh, Facebook page, okay, or our website is BridgeportFarmersMarket.org. Uh, uh, you can also stop by the Info Bridgeport as well too. Uh, you can stop by I Love Bridgeport or DowntownThursdays.com or the Bridgeport Arts and Cultural Council. 
so you have quite a few opportunities for a lot of information <laughs> to stop on by and surface but i think once you find one of us then you can find all of us that's right. great how about you, Rez? Anything going on? Because I know you also have the, the um, or you got quite a few things. Yes. Uh, BBT Creates. Yes. So I have a, an event space called BBT Creates. It is a art and creative event space that we host a variety of different events. Matter of fact, there's a birthday party happening right now in there. <laughs> Uh, that I left. Uh, every Wednesday, there is a uh, poetry and open mic uh, event mm. called uh, Poets Realm that happens there. It features poets, singers, artists, musicians, um, theater performers, and a variety of different, different talents. Uh, there's another event called the Kumba Kickback, which happens every fourth Friday, and it is a open jam session uh, for musicians and for singers uh, as well as poets. And there is no uh, rules uh, or there's and there's no list. It's just completely open, collaborative form. Format. and as it transpires it and performs it just happens and we really turn out some really really beautiful uh right. evenings uh with with that event as well too um there's a variety of things on our calendar you can go check out our facebook page uh bpt creates or magnacon 7 uh there's a there's a calendar of events that are happening in there we have a hip-hop um panel discussion coming up on the 10th uh, as well there too there is a album listening party happening this coming monday uh there's an anti-racism uh workshop this wednesday uh, i believe it's 5 p.m 6 p.m happening at the shop as well too and then a variety of other things on the calendar that are going to be coming up uh, the james walk um uh, i think the viewing is going to be happening on june 8th at our place from 9 to 5 lauren yeah all day long Check out movies about you know creating your own neighborhood and how to be an activist at the local level and engage with the with your neighbors. Yeah, and then hopefully this year we're going to be doing some bike rides again with uh, Bikeport Co-op, which is yes. uh, our basement occupant of BBT Creates. It's a workshop that was designed to show kids how to fix and repair bicycles. Uh, then once they complete the program, they get a free bike lock and helmet. Uh, and then we do bike rides to a variety of different locations throughout the city. One in particular, two roads, which we're doing this evening. <laughs> uh, and just to show how bikeable the city is uh, and easy to navigate. It's a great way to network and meet new people. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now I was gonna say, how, you know, tell the audience, tell the listeners how they can follow you. You've been doing that throughout the show, but go ahead one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can. can um, you? Yeah, if you can find me on Facebook, uh, Razul Branch or at Razi Von Party uh, are my handles. either on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Uh, you can follow me from there, and then you can find a plethora of groups and companies and organizations that uh, I'm, I'm a part of, and Lauren's a part of, and um, mm-hmm. see what we're up to, and come be a part of it. Lauren, how can they mm-hmm. follow you? Follow us, yeah. We so we are infobridgeport.com um, and on Facebook. And uh, on Wednesday, uh, May eighth, things will change up to colorful Bridgeport. Um, but for now, you know, please go to info Bridgeport um, and and then on Instagram, it'll be colorful Bridgeport on Wednesday. But right now, it's info underscore Bridgeport. Um, and, and that's where you can find us. Okay. How about you, Rail? How can they follow you? Oh, Rail, anything going on? Anything happening? Any updates? Well, anything uh, to plug? Any shout outs? Um, just, just follow on Instagram. So join the contest. Uh, you get go, good free stuff there. So might as well join. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So look out for that giveaway. Uh, love the kick snacks. And what was the, the partnership or collaborative? With Norris Kitchen Granola. 
look out for that on Instagram. Um, do you guys have any shout outs, any plugs, plugins? Um, shout out to my mom and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Morris and Lily drive me crazy, but I love them to death. So, <laughs> how about you, Lori? Uh, shout out to my nephew Samuel for being an amazing Sky and Mama Mia. Just rocked rocked the house this earlier this evening. Um, and to Leslie and Miles, my two favorite people. Great, great. Well, shout great. out to our to our other co-hosts who's not here. I know. Shout my, out, <laughs> Manny, Trevor, Kyle, Marsha. We miss you. See you next time. See you next time. Um, follow me at uh, davesangrysauce.com. Well, that's the website. Check it out. Uh, <clears throat> follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Dave's Angry Sauce. Follow the show at Late Night. I don't know why I get stumbled every time. Is <laughs> this Late Night? Late now. Night Potluck <laughs> Show on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, there's a link to the website. Check the new website out. Uh, we got uh, merch, uh, shirts, and hats now. Um, so check that out. Um, thank you, Raz. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I personally thank Raz and Lauren here for two very passionate people about Bridgeport. So for taking, you know, your time Absolutely. to be interviewed here. Yeah, pleasure to be here. You're both now episode 13 of the Late Night Mile Long Show. Awesome. Yeah, 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. <laughs> Happy to be on it. And thank you for the opportunity to talk about how amazing Bridgeport is. Absolutely. Uh, check out the uh, Farmer's Market. They're all amazing. All cool people. Um, very fun activities, uh, you know, performances as well. So, oh, local artists, shout out to it was Alicia Foreman. Yeah, Alicia she's Foreman. Awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. So, yeah, no, all right. Thank you for joining us. Listening on every other Monday on Sound, SoundCloud. Uh, good night. Peace. Good night. Night. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us next time. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.